Welcome to the Beyond Mom podcast, the podcast for moms seeking connection to self while navigating the journey of motherhood. Get inspired with our practical tools, soulful conversations, and honest stories told by other women like you. From entrepreneurship to healthy living to style, Beyond Mom will spark you to live the thriving life you deserve. And now, join our host, Brandy Zinn, as she takes you Beyond Mom. Hi, everyone. This is Randy Zinn, founder of Beyond Mom. Welcome to On Air with Beyond Mom, where we have insightful, inspiring, and fun-filled conversations with none other than Beyond Moms, women who are doing the mom thing but are building businesses and really going to the next level with their ideas and their visions as women. So today's conversation is a really, really cool one. And one of the things that I love about being a New York City mompreneur is that you can literally be at a birthday party and get introduced to somebody. And a few weeks later, you're having a podcast conversation. And that is actually how today's interview began. (laughs) So I'm here today with Heather McDowell, who is the founder of Tickle Water. Hi, Heather. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy that you're joining me. Um, We're actually really just getting to know each other, so this is going to be fun because I get to ask all my questions and my listeners get to benefit from them. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited to get to know you a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, So you have created um, this really, really cool product called Tickle Water. And um, it's we were just in our prior conversation before I hit the record button, kind of reflecting on the fact that you've created this uh, bubbly um, carbonated water that's marketed to kids, but it's so many more things than just marketed to kids. It's beautiful. It's health conscious, and it's something you've created out of your own vision and your own, I would say, values is is from what I get from it. So um, I know that there are lots of Beyond Moms out there that have ideas and imagine creating products as well. So I just know you have so much to offer. Um, So why don't you start with telling us a little bit about you and where this idea began and how it has evolved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, Tickle Water is, as you said, naturally flavored, unsweetened, sparkling water marketed for kids. And I've used before the words, it's for kids. And the truth is, it's not really for kids. It's not, you know, vitamin infused or doesn't have extra vitamin C or what have you. It's really, anybody can drink it. But there's a lot of sparkling waters out there for adults in glass bottles or really large bottles. Um just with adult formatting, adult designs, and none really made for kids. So um, this, the whole package, the idea, the concept was to make a sparkling water that was kid-focused and that would appeal to kids in order to get them to reach for water over the less healthy sugar-laden drinks that are out there, like, you know, chocolate milk and Slurpees and sodas and juice boxes and all that stuff. Um, And, you know... Well, there's so many different, I was going to say, I'm not completely against having a juice box here or there or having chocolate milk once in a while or even a Slurpee if you're on a road trip. That stuff's okay, but our kids need to be drinking more water. And the best way to be hydrated is to drink water. And it was like, how do I make water fun for kids? 
and it was inspired by my own son. So um, just the true, honest story, backstory to Tickle Water is um, I'm always drinking sparkling water. It's my beverage of choice, probably started from when I lived in South America, and they always had agua con gas. And um, I spent a lot of time in Europe where you see sparkling water at every restaurant. And when my son was like two years old, he was reaching for my Perrier or Pellegrino, whatever I was drinking at the time. And I thought, you know, it's, it's all right. I'll give him a little bit of bubbles. And I told him it would tickle his tongue because it had bubbles in it. And he understood that word at the time. And um, he took his first sip of carbonation and he laughed and giggled and the name stuck. And he called sparkling water tickle water. And then... You know, over the next few weeks and months, he would be asking me for tickle water. And then his friends would come over to playdates at the house and overhear him asking me for tickle water. And then they would say, I want tickle water too. And I realized all these kids were loving bubbly water. And they were asking for bubbly water over a juice box. Um, and that's kind of when the idea set in that, wow, I think I might be onto something here. And my sister-in-law overheard the, the name Tickle Water when my son asked for it at a dinner table party, and or dinner party. Actually, it happened to be Thanksgiving. And uh, she said, that's a great name. My kids love sparkling water, too. And it was, it was right then that the light bulb went off. So great. So, so when the light bulb went off, what was the first thing that you did? Uh, the first thing I did was I Googled. <laughs> I Googled kids sparkling water to find out if there were other kids sparkling waters out there that I just wasn't aware of or I hadn't found or they weren't in New York State, for example. And I researched and researched and found nothing. Like, not a single bubbly water that was unsweetened without, you know, sugar, artificial sweeteners or, or um, artificial colors. And so that was the first step, really finding out, is there a white space? And I actually did hire a... Um, market research team that did not a focus group, but we did actual one-on-one um, -on -one interviews with 50 women and moms in the demographic to find out if they, number one, like the name, if they would buy sparkling water for their kids, if this was created. And the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. Wow. Okay. So step one, let's call it research. research. <laughs> <laughs> then what? Then what happened? Um... The, the next step was more research, but the most important part was packaging. Um, in, in my research and in just being a consumer going to the grocery store, I knew that the most important thing was going to be having a package that would stand out on the shelf because, as you guys have probably noticed, the beverage um, market is completely saturated with all kinds of beverages, but especially water as people are becoming more health conscious. And in order for tickle water to stand out on the shelf, it was going to have to be in a cool package. Um, and it was going to have to be a kid-friendly size, which is challenging when you are doing a carbonated beverage. And that's like a whole other technical conversation, which we can get to if we have time. But um, it's hard to put a carbonated beverage in a small package. So immediately when I think of packaging um, and and I've, I've advised myself many women who are starting businesses of any type, and I always talk about branding. And branding at the end of the day is something that gives you that feeling of, oh, I want to I try that, or I want to be part of that, or you know, it's the feeling you have about something more so than uh, you know, a logo. Um, so 
Tell us about what it meant to discover the brand of Tickle Water versus, oh, I'm just designing a package. Yeah, that was actually one of the most fun parts of this entire process, partly because I studied art in school and I've always been very into art and design and fashion and interiors. And so I feel like I have an artistic eye, but I I knew that it was going to be important to have um, an entire brand concept and not just, okay, here's a logo. Um, so I, I got proposals from 15 different design firms um, and really honed in on one that um, understood me and understood what our brand was supposed to be about and the direction I wanted to go. And um, we were really happy with our choice. And I collaborated alongside them on really everything down to the colors and the logo and the animals and um really the whole concept. And I mean, you can see it more on our website and in our, our POS, not just on the um, actual package of the of Tickle Water, but it's a whole story. It's something that people can feel like, especially kids can feel like they're a part of and that they identify with in the same way that, you know, like a sports brand, Nike, Nike has their brand image and some people feel very aligned with Nike and other people feel very aligned with Adidas. And I wanted to create a brand that kids would feel aligned with and feel um, like was approachable, but fun and cool and hip, but, but good. And that was encouraging them. I mean, I, I really pay attention to things like this as well. Um, I'm not necessarily an artist. Um, I don't have an artist background, but I'm fascinated with how brands are created And I mean, when I look at your site and I look at the packaging, what I love so much is that it's so kid friendly, but it's also adult friendly. I love the splashes of gold, which kind of give it this stylish, fashionable feeling. And it's also neither masculine or feminine. So there is like a lot that is there. Um, So I think it's really cool. And for those of you that are listening, is it drink tickle water? Or is it Tickle Water? Uh, DrinkTickleWater.com. Yeah. So for those of you who are, you know, building a brand around um, a product, this is a great example of, you know, how to build something. So check out the site. Thanks. Uh, Yeah. You know, you hit on something that was important in the branding was, um, you know, kids are really finicky. Like the boys, especially at different ages, like the boys want to be boys and the girls want to be girls. And sometimes the, you know. They're, they're very into their gender identity, and so we wanted to be gender neutral, and that was super important. So the animals are really what I think gender neutral. Yeah, and they're fun, but they're not they're not babyish either. Because like, who wants to drink bubbly water? You know, not, not necessarily a baby. Well, we didn't want to limit our market to okay, this is only for four to six year olds, and then once a six year old gets to be 10, they say, oh, I don't want to drink tickle water. I drank that when I was a little kid. And we wanted it to be something that they felt comfortable drinking from the age of four years old all the way up to the age of 14 or beyond. And, you know, I think even the parents are enjoying picking up the can. Totally, totally. And, I mean, even that, I think the size is interesting. And if I know you alluded to, like, the scientific nature of carbonated water and where it works and where it doesn't work, um, and I'm sure that's a whole other level of creating a product and understanding its capabilities. Yes, exactly. Well, you'll probably notice like a lot of the small um, sparkling water bottles for adults are glass bottles. Well, it's for kids. You can't have glass at school. You don't want glass at the playground. So glass bottles were out. Um, 
Also, large platformat plastic bottles are out because they're not going to fit in a lunchbox. Kids don't drink that much. And then you end up having a lot of waste. Um, and you can't use a Tetra pack or a pouch for carbonation because they would explode. And those are typically what you would find at kids' beverage in, either a little box or a Tetra pack um, or like the Capri Sun pouches. Well, those were not an option for carbonated beverage. So we found a really, really cool plastic PET um, can. It's recyclable, and it's uh, BPA-free, and it opens like a soda can on the top. So it has a pull-tab aluminum top, just like a soda can or a beer, and the bottom is clear plastic. And so the kids kind of feel like, oh, I, I'm drinking a grown-up beverage. It's not healthy water. Super cool. I'm really getting thirsty having this conversation. <laughs> it's like I want to drink some now. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> um, this is so fascinating. So what's it what's it like to go out and try to bring something like this to market? Um, well, it's exciting. It's definitely challenging. Uh, we launched in mid-February, which was in Manhattan, very cold and snow on the ground. And some of the retailers were like, ah, Come back and come back in the late spring. We're not taking on any new um, waters in the freezing cold. It's not going to sell or what have you. So there, there's definitely challenges, and there's only so much shelf space in a grocery store or in a deli or a high-end coffee shop or something. They have small coolers, and they have to look at what beverages they're going to put in there, and it's a risk, a risk to bring on a new product. Um, so it definitely takes a sales effort. Um, we do have some things going for us, which is that America is becoming more health conscious. They are realizing that sugar is poison <laughs> in and of itself. And, um, I think people are leaning to, they're looking to find, um, healthier alternatives to the sugar, sugary beverages. So we have that going for us and we have a really cool package. Um, yeah. But it's so exciting to get an account that orders it, says, okay, we'll bring it in. But the best part is when they reorder because that means people are buying it. And um, we've done very little marketing, advertising, promotion at this point other than um, some in-store demos and events and tastings. Uh, just we're still a startup and a lean company, so we don't have a big advertising budget. But it's, it's encouraging to see that the product's moving off the shelf. People are picking it up and buying it. Great. Um, we're in about 130 locations between New York, Hamptons, um, Brooklyn, Jersey, and Connecticut. Um, accounts such as Sabars, Westside Market, Garden of Eden. Um, we're in the Golden Pear in the Hamptons, Sacktown Coffee, uh, Katenas. Uh, we're in Brooklyn Fair, Foragers. So some of the higher end independent markets and hopefully we'll be in some larger grocery store chains soon now that we have distribution. Yeah. Not for nothing. I could definitely see tickle water in Los Angeles and Miami. Like I see kind of that, that community also picking it up too. Absolutely. Well, we've actually had a great feedback from California and we are in one store out in Beverly Hills and they are doing very well with the product. So that's exciting. Great. So another thing that I would love to hear um, a bit of your experience on, as you got this idea and as you built up this product, talk to us about how you've built your team. 
um, and who's around you and how you've decided to staff up. And I mean, I don't know how large your team is, but um, I find that for moms starting businesses, the whole process of bringing people on, both in terms of the relationships is a big thing, but also the investment is a big thing. Absolutely. Um, that was after research, that was the next step to really building this product and the brand was establishing a solid small team. Small because we have to stay lean for now, but um, there's five of us, including myself, um, my accountant, who happens to be my sister, and that is amazing because she's a very close friend, plus I trust her implicitly, and when you're dealing with money and accounting, that's very important. Um, and... Let's see, we have a sales guy on the street who's out there with our ticket water van out and about in New York selling and opening accounts. And then we have a national sales guy who's been in the beverage industry for 20 years and used to have a distribution company of his own. So he's extremely knowledgeable. And then I have um, a gentleman that's head of production. And he also has been, he spent 15 years at Procter & Gamble working with products and then also in the beverage industry for about 15 years. So I knew it was important to hire people that had way more experience than me in this field so I could learn from them because I, I'm the first to admit that I am, I'm a novice at this and I really, I need to learn from those that have more experience and more expertise than me. Okay, so I'm just going to repeat that because I think that's really huge and really important, which is that when you have an idea and you're creating a company, probably one of the biggest investments you can make is surrounding yourself with people, not only who you trust, but who know more than you do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And not being afraid to ask questions and pretend, and not, not pretending, but acknowledging that I don't know. Educate me, teach me, and I'll do it better the next time or show me. And and yet I want to add like something that I've definitely learned through my experiences too that you can bring people in who know more than you do but it doesn't mean that you necessarily give your power away either. It's it's a very fine line but it's also important to know I might not know these facts but there's everything is possible for me to learn and it's still my idea and my company. Yeah, exactly. I think it's important to have a direction and a focus and that the people on your team understand what your direction of focus is, and then they can collaborate around that. And I try to run a very open business where it, people, I want everybody on my team to feel comfortable asking me a question or give, sharing their opinion, or doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to take their opinion and run with it, but it's sometimes I might, you never know. But I want there to always be open communication and, and that comfort level. Absolutely. Um, let's shift gears a little bit, Heather. So getting a more personal, so onto the mom family side of things. So how are you doing it? How are you doing the juggle? How are you finding space for your son, for yourself? It's tough. We all know that. Um, but tell us a little bit about your, your experiences. Yeah, it's tough. I'd love to say, oh, I can handle it all. And that would be a complete lie. It's a struggle, and I think I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, I've done the entrepreneur thing for about a year now, a little over, um, along with being a mom. And it's a challenge. I think there's always this sensation that I'm, 
you know, giving up something somewhere on one side. So if I'm giving a little bit more to my son, Jager, then you, I'm falling short a little bit on the company side. If I'm giving a little bit more to work, then I'm falling short on the mom side. There's that sensation, but you know, we all talk about balance and trying to find that balance. Um, for me, I, I really try to come home and be with Jager when I'm with Jager, just make it all about him and put away my phone and I'm not perfect. I find what's best for me personally is to have like an activity. That way it requires me to put my phone down. So that means, okay, I'm going to go to the playground and that way I'm going to run around behind Jager as he scoots around the park. And that way I'm actually forced to be with him um, or get in the swimming pool with him or we do books. And if I have an actual activity rather than let's just play at the house, it's too easy for me to have him play on the floor with the trains and I go in the other room and start answering emails. Um, but it's a conscious effort. It really is. It helps, I will say, that he is the inspiration for the brand. Um, and he, he loves tickle water, and sometimes he'll come home, and I'll have some sort of tickle water or something. Maybe it's a hat or a T-shirt or a piece of paper that has the tickle water logo on it, and he instantly recognizes it and is like, oh, Mommy, is this for tickle water today? And it helps me kind of put everything in perspective that the company wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for him, and I need to give him the attention that he needs too. Mm, I relate to that so much because everything I'm doing literally was birthed when my son was birthed. I mean, the whole experience of being a mom and meeting other women and seeing that there was this really interesting, um, I would say, creative kind of force that comes out of women after they have children and all these ideas and a desire to do something different or something that they can be proud of. Um, it it would never have happened if I myself hadn't gone on this journey. So, yeah, yeah I, I really, really relate to that. And I'm sort of giggling to myself um, about how <laughs> you're saying you have to find an activity to keep yourself in check. We always think about putting our kids in front of an activity to keep them in check. I, I know, right? <laughs> but I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, and so what about you? How do you take care of you? Uh, my go-to is exercise. I And, you know, that probably also relates to the whole hydration, water. Um, I grew up in Colorado, and it's, it tends to be a very health-conscious state. And my parents were always very athletic. So for me, I enjoy working out. I lift weights at the gym, and I box. And um, I pretty much work out every day, six, at least six days a week, sometimes seven. Um, and... I love sunshine, so I always have every window open, doors open, or I'm outside, um, and I feel like if I can see the light of day, it just almost refreshes me. Mm, we have a lot in common. <laughs> we do. We have a lot in common. Oh, cool. Yes, yes, yes. I'm also a fitness buff and a sunshine person, so it keeps you sane. It keeps you grounded. It does, yeah. Yeah, and you need that thing, and I also, it's actually similar to kind of how you're saying I need that activity with my son to keep myself focused on the task at hand, which is being present with your child. I also feel like when I go to a fitness class or something, I'm putting myself for 45 minutes or an hour on this thing that I do. So I'm not on my phone. I'm not doing anything else. I'm present with this activity that's good for me. Yeah, exactly. And that's... um that's part of why I've, 
I think I gravitate to the two um, modes of exercise that I'm doing right now. I used to be a runner for years and years and years. Um, I stopped doing that after I gave birth to Jager. But the boxing and lifting weights, you have no opportunity to be on your phone. You're, you have something in your hand that's heavy or you have gloves on and you're punching something. So it's not an option. Your mind is really focused on that task at hand, like you said. Totally. So um, a woman comes up to you. She's a mom and she has an idea. She pitches you a short little concept. What would be your t- your top like two or three tips that you would off the bat say to this woman um, as she embarks on the process of, let's say, launching a product? Um, first, I would say talk about it Anybody and everybody she sees, encounters, meets. Um, Because I think it's important to get outside feedback. And if you over and over keep hearing, oh, I don't think that's a good idea, or this would be a problem, or what about this, or I've seen that already a hundred times, you might be getting all kinds of negative feedback, you might be getting all kinds of positive. Whatever you're getting, that feedback is going to motivate you one way or another, or it's going to give you the information that you need to take the next step, whatever that next step might be. And I almost feel like putting it out there to the universe makes it more real in your mind. So it's not just an idea. It's actually starting to come to life as you put it out there. And, you know, I don't think some people say, oh, don't share your idea. Somebody's going to steal it. It would take a tremendous amount of effort on someone else's part to actually steal your idea and go do it. Because most people are too absorbed in their own life to be able to come on and take on someone else's life. Um, I think it's excellent to put the idea out there and ask questions and and get feedback from anybody. In addition to that, I think stay true to yourself. If you have an idea that you believe in and you think there's some, something behind it, stay true to yourself and hold on to that confidence that you've got something special and that you can, that you can turn it into something. But success does not happen overnight. And I mean, I'm so far from even knowing whether or not Tickle Water is a success or not. But you just keep plugging forward every single day. Okay, just keep keep moving, keep moving. There's going to be setbacks. But if you believe in your idea, your product, your your company, then, you know, I, I think confidence is a huge, um, a huge factor. Mm, well said. Well said. So, uh, Heather, you're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> This, this is, I think, it's for sure already a success because of what you're creating and your commitment to it, and I think it'll continue to grow, um, and I, I sure hope that it does. Um, in the meantime, tell us where listeners can find it and find you on social media and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, we have a store locator on our website if you want to find out where we sell Tickle Water, if you go to... Um, DrinkTickleWater.com at the top. There's a store locator tab, and click on that. You can find the store closest to you. Um, And then we do have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest for all you Pinterest ladies out there. So the um, handle is uh, DrinkTickleWater for Instagram, TickleWater for Facebook, and DrinkTickle for Twitter. Awesome. Yeah. You can can follow my own um, personal... Instagram, if you want, you basically are going to see pictures of me boxing or with my son. <laughs> That's Heath3McD. Heath3McD. Well, I'm going to follow you. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> Heather, thank you so much for sharing um, your story and your tips and your insight as you've built this vision of yours. Uh, I think it's really special, and I know that you provided some really great information for our, our listeners. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here, and good luck to all you moms out there. <laughs> we need it, don't we? We all need it. We all need it. We all have to support each other. That's what this is about. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so those of you listening, again, I always say this at the end of every podcast. Um, I know that probably our greatest commodity is our time. So I really appreciate that you've given your time, even if you're listening and doing other things, which I know is what happens with podcasts. Um, but I really am grateful that you tune in and listen to these conversations and that you're investing time into yourself and your own ideas. So again, this is Randy on Air with Beyond Mom. And come check us out, of course, on all our social media, Beyond Mom, Randy Zinn. And we're excited to have you as part of our tribe. Take care. Have a great one.